0: thinking about <clears throat> what Anthony Carmen just said and I don't I don't know that that story and I don't know who she's referring to. But thinking about that first line in that song. Come into repentance and those that are in belief, those that, that are in belief, how, how you much you know and, and truly it says how gladly I my place have taken to be in, to be a, one of, a, I've already forgotten the words of that song, but to be one of God's elect. amazing thing that is that only those who have repented and come to Christ and are in belief know that that, that truth it is impossible to know any other way it's something that we can come up with or manufacture ourselves it's That peace that passeth understanding. There's no other way that I can think to describe it. I'll read this morning from the Second Corinthians chapter 5. I think we'll read the the whole chapter. So Second Corinthians, chapter five, and I ask for your prayers this morning that I even have the strength here to to speak. Reading in Jesus' name. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved we have a building of God and house made not with hands eternal in the heavens for in this we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven if so be that being clothed we shall not be found naked for we that are in this tabernacle do groan being burdened not for that we would be unclothed but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we we walk by faith, not by sight we are confident I say and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present from the Lord wherefore we labor that whether present or absent we may be accepted of him for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his hand done in his body according to that he has done whether it be good or bad Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. For we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf, that ye may have someone to answer them which glory in appearance and not in heart. For whether we be beside ourselves it is to God, or whether we be sober it is for your cause. For the love of Christ constraineth us because we thus judge that if one died for all then were all dead and that he died for all that they which live live should not henceforth live unto themselves but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yea though we have known Christ after the flesh yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Heavenly Father from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be multiplied unto you now and forever henceforth. Amen. This might be a little a, a little less and I know I have sort of spoken on it before and I don't know if I've spoken on it but I, I've maybe mentioned something like that and It maybe hit everybody else before it, it struck me but even those words that you say that, how much I, I when I'm younger, when I was younger and you hear those words of grace, mercy and peace greetings from God and from Jesus Christ How much, when I was younger, it just seems like something—a little added, added thing to say, a little tradition. And how much you realize when, you're, when I'm standing here—I guess me, when I'm standing here—how much I realize the reality of those greetings from God and from Jesus Christ. Not, not just a thing to say, be, be greeted from God. We're here and you're hearing God's Word, and Jesus Christ is this Word. So now these verses, after hearing that story, and if you have that that faith in your heart, and you have Jesus Christ living and dwelling with you, I pray how much more these words might might ring true for you and you will see them for we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved we have a building of God, and house made not with hands eternal in the heavens for in this we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven I've said it before and it's not a thing and it's, it might seem totally entirely peculiar to someone who is in unbelief there would be no no real understanding of those verses if they were in unbelief. I pray that everyone here has that groaning within them, and even as it says, now He hath wrought for us the self same same thing, self same thing. Who is also hath given us unto us the earnest of the Spirit, that that Spirit that God has given us. That dwells in us, it groans, as it says there, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with, with our house which is from heaven. And you exactly our, was was telling that story, and it is that way, and it's, it's an un, impossible thing to understand, like I said, and it's almost an impossible thing to, to understand for us, even who are in belief, we know it is there, but we have that groaning, this world is not our home. and I can't find it but not that we would we don't want to want to bring about a quicker end to our life we don't want to bring uh, we don't want to I mean we don't want to we don't want to die or to Welcome things, or to put ourselves in harm's way, that that might happen quicker. But at the same time, our soul, that is at constant war with us, with this flesh, our soul cries out for that home. That spirit wants to go home. And some days for us and. I don't know which are which are the better days, because I know God puts us here for for a reason, and our lives are not not just nothing. Like I said, I don't know which which are the good days, but some days I, I. you feel good in this life, and not not just meaning. I don't mean just because you're satisfying your flesh, but life is good, and you and you can enjoy this life. And you can you can even be close close to the word at that time, and be happy. And 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 rejoice in the words and this the words of Christ and that is a good thing for sure. but also there are days and I'm sure there's many that have felt those days. those days where we just want to go home. And it's not always because we're having a hard time either. It's not always because we're we're so so wretched and, and can't seem to hack it anymore. It's because of what it says here that that groaning within us. It says, that, "For we that are in this tabernacle, tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed." But clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that hath wrought us for the self-same thing as God, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. That song that we sing so, so often in, in, in Sunday school, that this world is not our home. how much a a Christian has something to look forward to when they can realize that this spirit is not not of this world we are in this world but we are not of this world and this flesh will stay in this world this flesh will 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 die and this flesh will go back into the earth and and be nothing but this soul is is god's and god has created every soul and he would wonder that way that every single one of those souls might come home For we are always confident knowing first knowing that whilst we are at home in the body we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Another thing that is so unable impossible to explain to someone who is in unbelief that faith I have been given understanding on some things I have been given Faith, And I wanted to say that I've been given grace and mercy and, and peace but even those things like those are not, those are intangible things. I've been given faith to know that that grace and mercy and peace those are real things. I haven't seen physically mercy. But I know, I know that I am the child of a king. And how to explain that to someone who is in unbelief is, is, you can't do it. It has to be given by faith, as it was given to us. As each of us here have come into faith, and we know how easy it is, and how thankful we can be for those that do come back. But we know how easy it is, people in the church. And I don't, I don't just mean our church, but I mean in the church of the kingdom of God how easy it is for them to go outside, to go elsewhere, to look for those things that might satisfy and to turn away. about those people that we need to pray for and it should be everyone and it should be ourselves and it should be those who are in faith that they might stay there but what a sad thing it is for those that have been in faith and have turned away those that have decided that they don't need it Much we need to pray for them that they, their eyes would be opened again. That those those scales might fall off their eyes and they might see Jesus Christ again. For we walk by faith, not by sight. And in Romans. Goodness, if I can put it in that in that way, just for understanding, even our goodness is not of us, it is it is entirely of God. In Romans, in Romans 8, 24th verse, it says, For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? This before now, but I think of those those people on the shore and I think I sort of, maybe last time I spoke touched on it, but those people that were fed by the sea and I think about on, on the day that Christ was going to be crucified and where were those 5,000 or however many it was and I think about them, how did they they saw what God had done for them or they had, even, they had seen God they had seen Jesus Christ there feeding them and I don't know if I'm incorrect in thinking so but just reading this but hope that is seen is not hope It doesn't say in that instance, and I'm kind of going off on a side here, but it doesn't say in that instance that those people, every single person there that he's fed was saved. It says that he fed them. And they had seen him, but did they have that hope? We can't say And it is that way for ourselves. That we have not, we have not, nobody here has has physically seen Christ. And maybe we have seen some things and there are miracles that God performs for us and, and long as those those miracles don't lead you into worshiping the miracle rather than the giver of the miracle. But there are miracles being done and I'm sure many here have witnessed those things and it doesn't have to be an absolute, a, a physical miracle, but there are those things. say this, that it, and on the same, same note I don't know that I even should say it, because the things I think God gives to, to an individual I think are, are the things that God gives to that individual, for whatever reason. thinking about this instance in my life and how minor and, and essentially in the, in the grand scheme of things, how, I don't want to say inconsequential, but maybe even, even unimportant it was. that I I, that God has shown shown me a miracle. And I don't need to go into that. But like I said, how even looking back, how almost unimportant that miracle that he, he showed me, how unnecessary it was. maybe unnecessary in the natural, but how important and how pivotal it was for me. And I remember in that instance almost the shame and foolishness that I felt asking for this thing to be done and it was such a a a ridiculous minor thing but how much it solidified that hope for me and I don't I don't say and I don't believe that that instance is the reason I believe it's not but it was a, a reassurance of the love that God has and I think it was, it was right was God's will and it was it was perfect and that he did that thing whatever it was for me and because it wasn't an important huge huge thing this flesh can can come in there and say well God why I've asked for like much more important things as for miracles in, in other departments that have a, a whole lot more importance on them and that is that, that, that flesh that is asking for those things and even it was the flesh that was asking for that, that thing but it was, it was God's will that he showed me that thing That I might have that, keep that hope. And like I said, I don't rest my my entire faith on that moment. But remember that how it says that. Well, no, I no, I guess I don't remember how it says. But that God cares for those sparrows. How much more does He care for you? How much more does He show love to you that has this soul that groans to be crying out to be back to Him? How much more will He show the that love and mercy and patience for us who are here now and not in our, our eternal home? This is not not where we are to be. I'm going to keep reading here. Those next verses in Romans even. But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. As I said at the beginning, we are patient, we have to be patient, and we have to pray for that patience, to wait for that reward. Can't bring it about any earlier than than God's will. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not that we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Think of that verse, that even the, the... I know I always say that I think of a verse and I can't even remember the words for the verse. But it says that even our, our our best efforts or our best the best thing we can do and all the all the good that we can do all of it is just filthy rags. but it says here that the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us we pray to God and yet if we pray rightly it is not even us that is doing that it is that Holy Spirit that God has put in our hearts and prays on our behalf and and goes through Christ that God might hear us and God does hear us because he listens to his son I pray everybody here has that Jesus Christ and that Holy Spirit living and dwelling in them that God will hear you and God will hear you That spirit is not something that we can conjure up ourselves. God will give you that spirit. And importantly, very importantly are those next two verses. I'm still in Romans, I'm sorry, I'm going, kind of jumping here, but... Because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are called according to his purpose and I don't know how it says it in your Bible but in mine in the 27th verse there it says to the will of God it is italicized and in the 28th verse it says according to his purpose and is italicized those are not by accident I don't think he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God and how often I Seen many Christians, and I don't want to judge their hearts, but I've seen many, many times being quoted or, or quoting that 28 verse there, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Now that I think of it, even just reading to that point, how often I see that verse quoted and they leave out that last part even. Leave out that part, he says, who are called according to his purpose. And I don't like I said, I don't want to judge the heart, that's not my place. You think as, as Christians who have, have been given that spirit of discernment, we can judge those fruits and not condemn the person for, their, for those fruits, but pray for them. But too often have, we, have I seen, and I may be for you as well if you have run into those that have quoted this. As a saying that it says, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Too often I see that that means those things of this world. If we say that we'll love God, God will put everything else in place for us. It'll all be good. We'll have a nice home and we'll have a good, we'll be successful in whatever way. Too often have I seen it interpreted that way. That all things will work together for good. Will be will be everything will be good if you're a Christian. And you say that you love God. And yet I have a hard time separating that word and we use it every day. That word good. But I have a hard time separating that word from that one verse where, again, I'm, I'm paraphrasing and quoting poorly, but somebody calls Jesus good master. And Jesus responds and says, why callest thou me good? And again, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm, I'm getting it wrong, but he says, there is none good except God. I don't think this 28th verse, there is a word out of place. And if we think of that, that good... I do think that that's where that word comes from. God is good. There is none none good except the Father. What a strange thing just Sorry, just kind of on my on an, another side here, but what a strange thing to hear come from Jesus' voice, Jesus' mouth. To say that. But there is none good except the Father. But read that verse and know that God is the only thing that is good. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. If anything that we do is good, it is to God. And if we are called according to His purpose and that Spirit is making intercession for us and and praying, giving us the words to pray and the the heart to have the faith to believe to, to pray that way, those things will work together for God. Those things are not things that will satisfy and make our life great or successful. Or come together in a, in a way that we can be satisfied with. But those things that we pray according to the will of God. They will all come together. All things work together for God. To them that love God. And those were called according to His purpose. Our best efforts. From the Spirit and work together that they might help this kingdom, help God's kingdom. We are, we are mouthpieces. We are clay. And not just somebody who stands up here, but every, every single Christian is a mouthpiece of God. it is is God's work it is not our own and that song just came back to me how gladly I my place are taken we're not just working for nothing we're not working for free we're doing God's work but we are not not just clay, and we are not just milk pieces. This soul, this this undying portion is, is God's elect. And I pray that everybody here today knows that. that everybody here knows that they are can truly know that they are there the elect of God I guess I've gone quite a, quite a while already and maybe I should close it I might not go and touch on all of this here I will continue for a few verses here back in Corinthians. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. There's much that could be said there, but... That next verse, first. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. And that verse, I guess... Well, I guess you can't leave these verses alone even. In that eleventh verse, knowing therefore the terror of God, the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. We know that God will judge us. We know that we have to stand before Him on that last day, each one of us. must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done whether it be good or bad to an unbeliever that may not even sound like a, a scary thing I don't think God wants to and I don't think we should endeavor to have anybody be scared into faith that's not faith and God doesn't operate that way otherwise as I said a couple Sundays ago why, why doesn't it seems the whole world could be in belief in the next 10 minutes in the next 2 seconds if God wanted it that way he wants us to live by faith but then in, in, when you come into belief and you are understanding and you know that you do have to stand before that judgment seat of Christ and be judged on those things whether they be good or bad That is so, but I pray that God gives you the faith and the understanding to know, and the faith to to stay in the, the, the grace and mercy to stay in the faith until that time, and if you are in the faith at that time, there was nothing scary in that sentence. There is nothing that should worry a child of God in that sentence. Because we will be judged according to what we have done, whether it be good or bad. But what has Christ done for us? And I might skip a whole bunch here and just go right down to that last sentence just so I can... Close here. Maybe I'll read those last last three verses. To wit, that God was in Christ reconciling, reconciling the world unto Himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's said be ye reconciled to God. Pray for everybody here, and pray for those elsewhere too, that they would be reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. We will stand before that judgment seat of Christ. But God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto Himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. If you are in faith on that day, when you have to appear before Christ at that judgment seat, be judged according to what we have done, good or bad, what will God see? If you are in faith, he will see good. If you are in faith and have Christ in within you, he does not impute those trespasses unto you. He does not remind us and say, well, there were those couple weeks there and that day there and a couple years here and there was that time it just seemed hopeless. But I know you still believe. He doesn't deal with us in that way. I don't think He will deal with us that way on that day. The way He will deal with us Is in that that last verse. For he being God hath made him to being Jesus. He has made Jesus to be sin for us who knew no sin. On that day when we are at that before that, that judgment seat. What what will he see? That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. God will see Christ. God will see what Christ has done. He will not see our shortcomings. He will not bring those back. He will not impute those on us. Will see us white as snow, washed by that precious blood of Jesus Christ. I pray everybody here today can know that and believe that and have the faith to know that that is if you have Christ within you, and if God were to come, Jesus were to return today, that each one of us might be confident. knowing that God sees only Christ and not this flesh. In Jesus' name, Amen. Shall we close with the benediction? May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. May the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. May the Lord lift his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.